Welcome back to Holy Week on Amen, Brother Ben. It's the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. And we are taking a look at some of these parts of the story of Easter, which may not make sense to you. We're trying to shed some light on what the Word of God says so that we can get the most out of this week. So yesterday we talked about Jesus clearing the temple, which again, is not an excuse for you to be a jerk. It's just, uh, it's actually more of an excuse for you to look upon yourself and make sure your temple is cleared out of junk, mess and stuff that needs to go. Um, but there's today I want to tackle something very different. Um, and again, it, if you read Jesus as just apparently some guy that just flies off the handle whenever he wants to then you're going to be very perplexed and confused um, by this account that gets uh, spoken about in multiple gospels. I'm going to read from Matthew 21 specifically in verse 18 about Jesus cursing a fig tree, um, which by the way is not, when, when I hear Jesus cursing a fig tree, you know, I, I mainly think that maybe he, he walked by and went, your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. But that's actually not what happened. Okay. I just thought that he just, just bleeped at some fig trees going by. That's actually not what happened. Look at what he said. It says in the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry and he noticed a fig tree beside the road and he went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves, right? So then he says, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. So was he just being hangry? Was Jesus hangry right now? Well, verse 20 says the disciples were amazed when they saw him and asked, how did this fig tree wither so quickly? They, they were looking at the how, not necessarily the why, you notice, because Jesus has, uh, he's been healing people. He's been, you know, blind can see, lepers are healed, the the paralyzed are walking, but now they're wondering, oh, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? You focused on the wrong thing, man. But anyway, in verse 21, it says, Jesus told him, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say this mountain, may it be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. So is Jesus unlocking this magical prayer power for his disciples? Is he just trying to use it as an object lesson? Like, oh, you think withering, that's cool. What about this? It's actually not what was going on here. You see, all throughout the Old Testament, um, God used this fig tree and then the, the fruits that were bore by the fig tree as a uh, symbol of his chosen people, Israel, right? There's, there's multiple times where he, he uses that to paint a picture. And he says that, you know, the fig tree is, is the nation of Israel and, and what they produce is the fruits is the people. And, and so this was kind of a, a common thing where, where God through the prophets had, had made this connection. So it wasn't just that Jesus was randomly going by a random fruit tree. It was a, a fig tree in particular because Jesus was about to change the way God's people saw God and how, how God gathered people to himself. You see, the, the tree wasn't producing fruit anymore. And you thought that maybe Jesus was just raging 
against it. But he understood, um, and I'm not don't want to get too deep into botany, but I looked into it enough uh, to know that figs, uh, even the season before, they had like a weird production cycle. And so you could tell by these little other offshoots of the fig plant whether they were going to produce next year or not. Not much less whether they had been produced well this year. But you could see, uh, well, those those pre-produced fruits there, they're either going to do well next year when it's time or not. And, and so what Jesus did was he went ahead and saw that there was no fruits. Because, by the way, people still ate those little uh, not quite ripe fruits of the fig tree. In fact, it was kind of the, the food of the poor people. Um, and, and so a lot of, a lot of times poor folks would come by and, and eat off of that kind of the scraps, kind of the leftovers, but Jesus saw that there was none on there. And so he went ahead and cursed that tree. Why? Because the person coming behind it, the one that's going to tend to it is going to see that it needs to be chopped down, needs to be pulled up and uprooted and made room for something even better. You see, Jesus was doing that exact thing between the law and the old covenant of the Old Testament and this new covenant that he was making through his blood. Jesus said many times that that while or, or he made sure that we understood that Jesus that he was coming to oh, not uh, not overturn the law but fulfill it. The reason for all the sacrifices that we talked about yesterday and how you had to get an animal and spill its blood on this that and the other uh, that that could only do so much. And there was a there was a season where God used the old sacrificial system and the the quote fingers the law uh, for a purpose. Its purpose was to make sure that we understood that we could not possibly be good enough. That all these crazy laws and all this stuff that, that seemed too much to keep up with, it is because because we as people can't possibly be holy enough and and earn our way to God, and that's where why we needed Jesus, and that's where Jesus came in. And so what he was doing was giving a, a visual representation of what he was about to do, what God was about to accomplish through him. He was going to cut down and throw out that old law, that old covenant that he made, so that a new, better one could take shape that everyone can be a part of. And that was when you're under the blood of Jesus, that, that, that Jesus, the bread of life, would now feed us in a way that the law never could. So... It wasn't just about Jesus being hangry. It was about God's people finally getting a better way back to him. That that old system and the old way it served his purposes. Now we can't possibly follow all the rules. We don't we can't possibly make ourselves good enough. But what Jesus was about to do later on that week would be institute a new thing, a new covenant. The veil would be torn, the the family of God would be opened up, and our access to our Heavenly Father and Creator would be funneled through the way, the truth, the life, Jesus Christ himself. We're going to talk more about what that means this week. Hope you stick around. AmenBen.com and uh, PastorBen at LoveSiler.com if you need anything from me. We're going to be talking more about what Jesus was doing throughout the Holy Week leading up to his crucifixion. See you tomorrow.